Hearts, welcome to the Business and Remote Work podcast brought to you by Vishup. I'm your host Crispino along with co-founder of Vishup Mr. Nilesh Rangwani and today we are joined by Alexandra who's the founder of link building agency Digital Olympus. So welcome to the show Alexandra. It's nice to have you here with us. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be here as well. Thank you very much guys for asking me to join your podcast. I'm I'm super excited. We are awesome. excited. Welcome. <laughs> Great. So to start off with Alexandra, could you tell us a bit, like tell our viewers and listeners a bit about yourself and your organization, Digital Olympus? Yeah, absolutely. I think I started my career as a digital marketer, marketer more than 10 years ago. So it's a quite, quite, quite long way. Um, as for my agency, I think we've been... We've been, you know, in business for about five years. So I used to work mm-hmm. as a marketer at SEMrush. And then I, I decided, mm-hmm. you know, to to just, you know, to give a try of something new. So first of all, I was mm-hmm. just, you know, um, just as a consultant. And, you mm-hmm. know, during that time, I built my own conference. It was an online version that I turned it offline, which is nowadays um, is a part of um, our current agency. So, which is you know one more activity that we do. It's called also Digital Olympus. So we have it all under one brand, and um, we, we plan to do it. You know, a, a new conference um, offline one because we started doing it offline before pandemic. But then pandemic hit and we had to, you know, move back to online. And I was honestly, I was very upset about that because uh, I found that um, online conferences, they are for sure great, but they are not as much um, engaging as offline ones. And they are not really, you know, mm-hmm. meeting my expectations most probably. Um, cool. Just because, uh, you know, I love meeting new people and the atmosphere um that you're getting at um, online events um, and offline and that is not the same. So one more time, um, I- I'm the biggest fan of offline events, it turns out. And I prefer yeah, so much offline better, though, events yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, because you can see people, right? You can feel their emotions, I know whether that they like you, don't the like energy. you, right? <laughs> yes, energy True. as well. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you can awesome. crap jokes, but you don't really know it's an online conference, right? Whether people are laughing or not. But, you know, at uh, offline events, it's not like that. You're going to see whether you're funny or not. And whether you're disappointing yeah. people as well. <laughs> so, at any <laughs> point, um, it's kind of, you know, everything has ups and downs one more time. Yes, yeah, um, So, yeah. So- and so, so Alexandra, how was your transition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I wanted to know how was your transition from the marketing director at ACM Rush, you transited to starting your own organization. So how was that phase like for you? Um, as everything it goes with the ups and downs, right? Because um, I left a great company where I had a great team. Um, at that moment, I had more than 12. I think like, you know, yeah, around 12 people in my team and I've been really enjoying working with them. We've done a lot of great job. 
you know, great project together. And honestly, I joined SEMrush when they had only 10 people. So I kind wow. of oh. joined it when it was a very, very small startup. Um, and so it was also a crazy ride uh, altogether because we've been growing very well, right? Um, yeah. And at that time when I joined Samrush, that was, uh, you know, I was the very first person in the marketing department, I would say. Mm. So, mm. Um, but I was always looking to do something on my own, right? And I think... I never regret about this decision. Uh, thanks to Sam Rush one more time and their great company, I've learned tons of things. And thanks to their founder, Oleg, um, with which I had the pleasure to work with. And he was uh, my mentor. He, he was my manager and he's a very smart guy. So I really appreciate this time, you know, there. But I felt that I have to move forward and just, you know, one more time. That wasn't a really an easy decision. And for sure, whenever you work for someone, you have some stability, right? You know that you're going to get a salary on a monthly basis, but bills are not going to be paid by themselves. So um, it was hard, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. But it's not for everyone, definitely, one more time. So you have to have... Mm -hmm you know, enough stamina was probably right to keep trying because mm -hmm. before, you know, before, um, before launching Digital Olympus as a link building agency, uh, I felt a lot of times and I had some, you know, bad ideas, um, bad initiatives that weren't leading us to something uh, decent. But right now we have what we have. We have over 13 plays. Right. Uh, we have some very great clients. Like, you know, we work with G2. We work with some, you know, not only digital marketing related brands. For instance, in my, um, we have in our portfolio Vivint, which is one of the leading home security systems in the US. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm very grateful um, to our clients for, for supporting us as well, because without them, it's not going to happen at any way. Absolutely. So, Alexandra, why did you choose link building? I mean, marketing has so many different aspects. Why, why link building in particular? Yeah, I have a, I have another question actually, Alexandra. Why link building? And before that, if you could answer, why did you want to do something of yourself, your own? So, two questions actually. Uh, yeah, sure. As for my own, you know, um, I'm like a cat. I always want to do things on my own. <laughs> So most probably that is the thing. I didn't really want to be managed by someone, even though I appreciate everything and I, I love learning and I enjoy working with different people. Um, you know, I'm that type of a business owner that prefers to make decisions on his her own. So, um, and that is most probably the main reason why I don't really want to have any co-founder or something like that. And by the way, I receive a lot of, a lot of recommendations uh, from different people. Um, that I have to find a co-founder just because it's going to ease my life. But, you know, uh, as for me, uh, it's kind of, yes, for sure, you can delegate some things. For, for instance, I don't really, I don't really like doing something so I can find the right person, you know, to join my team, delegate things, make this person a co-founder and so on. But there is one thing that everyone tends to forget 
that you have to negotiate things with this person. So you're no longer in a position of making decision on your mm-hmm. own, right? You have to come to this person and tell like, look, uh, you know, was from tomorrow, I want to change, you know, everything in my, in our company. And it's no longer your company, right? You can't say in my company, you have to say in our company. Yes. <laughs> you, you want absolute so, yeah. control of <laughs> So as everything could come together with pros and cons. So most probably that is the main reason why I wanted to do something on my own. And yeah. as for the, as for the second question, right? Link building. Well, actually, I don't yeah, really think the, right? yeah, the direct, you know, kind of, you know, the direct answer to this, just because we've been mm-hmm. tra- experimenting with different channels, uh, because we used to do some social media marketing. We used to do content marketing. Um, mm-hmm. I still remember that I was able to sell uh, some content pieces uh, for 5,000 USD. Mm-hmm. I wow. kind of recall wow. this. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, very well delivered, well researched, but I was mm-hmm. able to do that. But the main problem is in scalability, right? You can sell it for one client, mm-hmm. but what about, you know, 100 clients? Yeah. And that's where we failed, basically. Um, the same about social media marketing. And at some point, um, we started doing link building just as an experiment one more mm-hmm. time, not really just as a, as really what we want to mm-hmm. do because we've been looking for our niche at that time mm-hmm. and it's worked so well. Uh, people mm-hmm. started coming to us, uh, looking for our help, um, in a, in a, you know, in a natural organic way. And we felt mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. okay, most probably that is our, you know, real power. So that is our super. Yeah superpower that we can keep using. So, yeah, yeah, I think there is a lot of that was a combination of factors. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Alexandra, there are many different aspects to SEO, like technical SEO on page, off page, link building and so on. So where do you rank link building in the whole uh, SEO kind of the whole SEO tree? Like how important is link building? You're asking a link builder about how important is link building. <laughs> <laughs> Best person. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like it's it's like asking a barber, you know, uh, how important is getting a haircut, right? So the barber <laughs> will always tell you it's very important. Yeah, I, I feel kind of, you know, I, I feel that, you know, I have to be more conservative in my answer, right? Like, you know, saying like, you know, guys, yeah, there let's... are a lot of elements on your website. <laughs> But then I kind of, you know what, uh, as a living builder, I, 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 I'm really passionate about what I do, so I kind of, but you know, the yeah, right but okay, let's try not be, to be too biased. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, to be honest, I think lean building is a great tool, but it can't solve all your business problems because uh, whenever I have yeah. a conversation with a potential client that is telling me like, look, Alex, we we'll only run for particular keywords and they're extremely competitive. So uh, that is the reason why we are talking with you right now, because we want to, your agency basically uh, helps us um, uh, reach, you know, you know, start ranking better or even reach top positions by those keywords. And mm-hmm. 
that is absolutely wrong. Lean building is not a tool to solve all your problems, including that type of problems. It's, it's a great tool one more time, but it goes mm -hmm. together with great content. I don't really like the mm -hmm. word great. I would say in depth, right? Top notch, uh, really reaching, you know, kind of excellent in terms of what you can see, like compared to what you can see in SERPs. So something like that. And then if mm -hmm. everything in place and you have also solid product, either services, then the building is going to mm -hmm. help definitely. But that is not a tool of, I don't know, like reaching some specific um, positions in SERPs or something like that. Mm -hmm. So one right. more time, I, I have a question. everything. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So um, I have a question around link building because, you know, Crispino has been uh, doing some link building over last, um, uh, you know, uh, couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. It's a fairly uh, uh, standardized process, uh, what link building process, right? Mm -hmm. But then why does it work for some uh, businesses and why does it not work for some businesses? Um. We have to start from some some basics here. So it's not really the fault of um, of lean builders or the fault of those uh, who are executing links. If if one more time, links are on point. So they are coming from legit websites, right? And mm. they're located, um, you know, integrated into content and so on. Then. I don't really think there is something wrong with those links, but there might be something wrong with your content. There might be something wrong with your brand. And then you, you can't really like, you know, you have to step back. You have to solve those problems because for instance, uh, we have some clients that are basically, you know, they have some problems with their brand. So they're getting tons of negative reviews. You have, you know, such clients now for follow And, you know, on top of that, they have some problems with their content, with their site structure. And the building doesn't mm -hmm. work so well for them. Just because the rest of the elements are not really in place. And then on the opposite side, we have some clients that have, uh, that really nailed their content. They have a very good site structure. And then whenever we add even a few links back to, you know, to their pages, we really see a big difference. So mm. I would say one more time, link building is not, isn't a magic pillow that you can take and become someone else. <laughs> mm. Got it. So I have another question related to that. I don't know, Crispino, if that is in your questions, but so let's say what mm. should be the end objective of link building? So for example, some of the objectives could be DADR or the objective could be traffic or the objective could be leads or the objective could be revenue, right? So what should be the mm -hmm. end objective of lead building? Should it just be DADR or something else? Uh, domain rating is quite, it's quite questionable metric, honestly. I mean, I, I've seen okay. a lot of websites that made up their domain rating. So you can really, you know, do something with this and see 80, 90, even though in reality, it's not like that at all. 
and you, your, your, your website doesn't have mm. any traffic or something like that. So I think for sure you can look at domain rating just because it's one of supportive metrics in some way. But I think the main metric mm. is organic traffic. So if you mm. build links to particular pages, you have to start seeing positive changes in, in, in their rankings, in their SEO performance. So as for me, right, um, the, the, the biggest indicator that something is wrong with your name building, if the rest of other things are in place, uh, is that you are not really getting um, any changes in your organic traffic. So there might be, you know, there might be a few scenarios there. If, if really links um, are great, they're meaningful ones, then might be uh, just wrong pages. I mean, like they're either too competitive or you, you, you might be too aggressive yeah. with your anchor text. That, that actually a very, a very common scenario when people uh, start using the same anchors and this leads actually to to very unpleasant results because Google devalues all the links. We actually had a funny, funny situation. Uh, we have our own project, which is related to digital marketing. Um, and it, it's kind of a content project basically. And we have there a post about video marketing. And at some point, our, our link builder, they decided to build tons of links with the anchor video marketing back to this page, just ended up of losing all impressions. So for some time, this Whoa. page was just included from Serbs. <laughs> so that's what Whoa. might, you know, that's what might happen. Basically, it's kind of, you know, you're kind of basically <clears throat> It's not really working at any point and you're losing all the lynches. So I would say, so such a waste of time. So you have to be very careful. Hmm. So Alexandra, what's the solution to that? Like, do we have multiple anchor texts or is it fine to just get a backlink from a website or do you need a specific anchor? Um, it's kind of, uh, trying to use some additional words. So for instance, if you're building links uh -huh. to a page that is talking about, uh, resume, like, you know, the resume builder, you can always say great mm -hmm. resume builder. Um, you know, inside, okay. prefix, you know, something or a suffix to it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you have to, you know, include other words there just to Go make ahead. it look more natural and to avoid um, a pattern because Google devalues those links by identifying mm. kind of a pattern there. And it works very well mm. in that way, I have to say. Got it. So I think that's a great piece of advice coming at the right time for us, Nilesh, because we are focusing on one keyword for one article. So yeah, that does help. Uh, so, Alexandra, on a whole, what are some of the things you should consider when having a link building strategy? Oh, there are a lot of things, actually. But I would say um, one of the main uh, components will be, you know, um, thinking over diversification. So, which means um, ideally you have to have different sources of links. Or, you know, mm. you have to get, you know, 
either you are getting links organically and the rest of the links that you are building up basically they are on top of that or if you don't really get mm. uh, enough links organically then you have to think over diversification and basically all uh, those outdated strategies like press releases mm, most probably uh, even you know comments or something like that that might work as diversification and the same about you know gas blogging for instance right because mm. the more the more different type of links you can get the healthier your backlink profile mm. um, looks like and this also actually comes us you know kind of leads us to another question about uh, organic flow of links and that's where you have to create some linkable assets like you know for instance in the b2b space that will be some statistic pages and just because whenever you have a chance of getting links organically even though you might be today quite small and it's not an issue for you for today it's going to work very well for tomorrow just because the, mm -hmm. the, the issue with link velocity and link gaps um, will mm. be, um, you know, will, will arise eventually, I would say. And then yeah. you can, even though, you know, you're going to get links organically from different type of websites, including those that are not super meaningful, at some point Google will be looking not only on uh, at the value of links, but also just at the number of referring domains newly acquired. And that is actually the biggest Unique problem domains. with big brands, well established, right? They want to, you know, they want to get links only from well established websites, but those websites have already linked to them. And they don't yeah. really see the bigger picture. In reality, they have mm. to think, okay, how we can make all those newly born websites linking back to us? And that's where they can actually uh, build linkable assets. Mm. Because at the end of the day, if you can get links from those, you know, newly built websites, they sooner or later will, will grow in something bigger, right? But uh, the question is, what if they don't grow to something bigger? So I think, uh, so I'm not an SEO expert, but Crispino keeps on telling mm -hmm. me about, you know, how, how to think about SEO. So for example, one of the things that Crispino has taught me is that, you know, mm -hmm. you don't get a backlink from a, a website, which has a lower DR than us or a lower DA uh, than us. Uh, so if you want a backlink from a new, newly born websites, let's say, they would most likely mm -hmm. have a lower DA and DR, right? So mm -hmm. uh, that's a bit of my confusion right now. Well, so I'll just clear that up, Nilesh. Uh, mm -hmm. It's okay to have from a lower DR if they are working on their content, if they are working on their SEO. So there mm -hmm. are other metrics that we have to see also to identify that because there's a possibility that someday they might also, you know, overtake us. Ah, okay. So you have to win yeah. on the, uh, the winning horses early on. Yes. Yeah. And, and I was also talking metrics. about links. Yeah, I would. I was also talking about links that you can get organically, which is doesn't matter whether it's going to grow or not. But some of them have potential. So I would say one more time: if you if you are getting links organically, then who cares what kind of websites are linking back to you, whether they're top notch or they're that's, you know very small. That's a dream. Yeah. So it's just the link flow yeah. that you are getting for free of charge. 
And that actually, whenever you have you, you have an ability to solve this problem and organize that type of link flow, you're almost you know you mm. are the winner basically, because if you can continue building up links and getting this link flow organically, then eventually you're going to outrun everyone. true so uh, alexandra had a question for you so is it important to have great content to rank higher on google or on any sub pages or a good link builder can even rank average content through their efforts hmm. yes until the next google has update we've been there <laughs> so we used to work with some clients that weren't really paying attention much to their content. We discontinued doing that because it's going to happen until the next Google update or the next two Google's update. It yeah. depends. So basically, yeah. it's, it's kind of, you know, it's similar to basically, yeah, for sure. You, you, you can always like, you know, rely on some, some risky strategies, right? That might or might not mm. backfire you, but eventually they're going to backfire you. So I don't really want to be a part of this, right? Because then I feel like, uh, you know, all my work, it, it's kind of was burned out in one minute. So, yeah. you yeah. know, Google develops all those links basically. And there are always, mm. you know, whenever you see those webs that they have a lot of in terms of, you know, ups and downs in their organic traffic. That actually pointing out that most probably they have some issues with their content because, you know, at some point they can fix it with, you know, building up additional links, but then, you know, the new update rolling out and then it's happening over and over again. Yeah. So Alexander, how do you describe good quality content? Like what are the parameters that we can look for? when creating good quality content. Uh, you're talking about quality content. Okay, I'm not a, 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 a content marketer. I know how to create content just because... Um, hey, you a sold a piece friend. for $5,000. <laughs> you sold a piece of content for $5,000. <laughs> oh, that, that is a that little qualifies you as an amazing... <laughs> no, that qualifies me as a good salesperson, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, by the way, not my favorite, you know, kind of activity. But yes, I'm I'm capable of doing that. <laughs> um. Okay, circling back to your question, I have a good friend. Um, actually, they are very very close partners as well. His agency, and so his name is Georges, and he runs an agency that is called Minusia, <laughs> and basically. Um, I've learned a lot of things from him and his agency. So I, I'm going to share what I've learned so far. So um, first of all, what they do, and I think that is, you know, the, the, the starting point of everything, is, is kind of creating very in-depth outlines for, for copywriters that will include the right mm -hmm. structure uh, of content mm -hmm. because um, and also it kind of defines the structure. It defines what should be written inside it, as well as it mm -hmm. kind of defines the length of the content because it's very important to deliver in-depth pieces that are matching the current SERPs because what they do, they analyze the top results and comes up with the, uh, the best case scenario 
that should include all the pages that are currently either outranking you or you want to just outrank them in future. And that actually, it, it requires tons of work um, and decent analytical skills. So I would say that is, you know, what a lot of people are missing out because they think, okay, I know what kind of content I have to produce just because I know this subject. Um, but you don't yeah. really know what Google prefers. And you have to start from this. Mm. But this is the problem of any expert content because that type of content can hardly be described as truly expert one because whenever I want to write about link building, I don't really care about what's written in SERPs, right? I just want to talk about things that really matters to you, from matter to me, from other side that I think are, you know, innovative, interesting, and whatever it is. So that type of content have, has very limited opportunities to rank well, just because it's not really pursuing the right keywords, doesn't really have the right structure. Mm. The one that Google loves seeing, one more time. So you're always kind of between between, right? What you want to see, you mm. want to really become an expert, but then you're limiting the chances of, um, of ranking well, just because you're not going to target all possible keywords, um, and so on. Mm. And you have to think over yeah. some other channels of your content distribution as well, then how you're going to distribute it because mm. Google doesn't really give you that channel. I mean, like organic at least. Yeah. Uh, I have a question around this. So apart from mm. uh, the organic uh, Google search, uh, what are the other channels of content distribution that you use? I mean, of course, uh, other than the obvious ones. Um, well, all possible social media platforms for sure. Uh, we have a very good community on Twitter, on LinkedIn, uh, on Facebook. It's more like German man because you have to create their group if you really want to if you really want to get some engagement. Um, beside that, you can always, you know, any type of um, marketing cooperation, right? So, for instance, what we do right now, uh, we want to relaunch our blog. We've already created um, a good number of content pieces that we want to granularly, you know, publish month over month. And um, uh, in order to promote those posts more effectively, I reached out to different experts that I know that I value and I asked them to add quote there. So moving forward, it will be easier to promote this. Also, I've been thinking about the following. Uh, okay. You can't really add, uh, you know, 100 experts, you know, in each post, right? That will devalue everything. So you have, you know, some limitations. So what you can add, you can add like five, six Oops, people so at maximum. Um, which means, okay, you're going to promote it a few times by taking them and so on. Then you can promote it by, you know, by, I don't know, just, just changing a little bit the frame or something like that. But I was thinking, okay, what we can do as well. And I thought, right, well, we have this content piece, right? Uh, and we can reach out to other people um, that we know across social media platforms and they want to get some promotion on our channels and asking them, hey, can you please leave a few sentences about this content? So we are going to promote this content and your kind of tip on top of that. 
inside, you know, mm. inside an image and inside Twitter, tweet or LinkedIn post. So you have to be creative, I think, nowadays. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at, at Wishup, we believe that uh, every big uh, company uh, has always created a new marketing channel for themselves. I mean, every, I mean, most of the companies that become really big, they always figure out a new distribution channel, which is hidden from the world uh, at some point of time. But then when it's successful, then everybody notices it. So we keep on asking this question to a lot of people. Hey, what is your distribution channel and, you know, what works well for you? Yeah, for sure. It's it's quite different for everyone, I would say, yeah. just because you know it depends on your company, it depends on your needs, and it depends on your resources. Uh, so, Alexandra, I wanted to ask you. We keep getting all these updates from Google, like every now and then. Just when we are adjusted to one update, another one comes up. So how how do you as a founder of a digi- of a link building agency cope with those changes like do you change your strategy all together and how do you adjust to them Um I I'm not really much involved into this I'm not really like you know okay. crying my eyes out just because I'm not really reporting on organic traffic I'm reporting on links so that is you know my areas of expertise and that's what we promise to deliver to our clients because one more time i'm hmm. i'm not really responsible for their content marketing i'm not really responsible for their site structure and so on and i don't really want to be responsible for this because then who's hmm. going to deliver quality links for them right you you can either you know do this <laughs> or that just because link building is very challengeable True. and time consuming by the way um, you know what, there are tons of agencies that are selling, like, you know, I don't know, um, technicalists or uh, content marketing, I don't know, something else, social media and then link building. In fact, hmm. they don't really deliver link building. They outsource everything to agencies like us because we have a lot of agencies that buy services from us and white label them. Just because it's not really possible. Mm-hmm. You, you, can't, you either have 30 mm. people that are doing link building, right? Or, or, or how you're going to educate this. You know, one mm-hmm. of them, even if you sell paid links, right, you still have to deliver this database some way. So it's, 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 it's kind of, you know, hiring two, three people won't really change anything because you can't really build enough links for your clients, especially if you have clients yeah. across various verticals. No, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. That is insane. So I would say when it comes to Google updates, um, I always look at our um, our planet's traffic just because I'm interested in t- seeing growth. And I would say mm-hmm. um, when we have planets uh, that I'm confident in, right, in terms of their uh, content marketing efforts and the rest of other things, um, they are always kind of even getting some additional growth. While those that have some problems yeah, they might be affected in a negative way. But for instance, I have one client, uh, which in fact we ran together with uh, um, Minusha. Um, and, you know, their traffic is always like that. It's kind of, you know, whenever I open Ahrefs and look at their traffic, it's always like that. 
So I would say, you know, one more time, if you do things right, it's not going to touch you at all. So you don't really need to think over those updates because you have everything hmm. in place. True. Uh, so Alexander, what do you think is the future of link building? Do you think it will still be prominent in 2032? If Google doesn't shut down its services, most probably yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is again like the yeah, same yeah, yeah. question. You're asking a barber that, you know, will people still cut their hair in 2032? <laughs> She'll always say yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I yeah, mean with I, I, Web think... 3.0 coming in and voice search and, you know, there are so many new yeah. technologies, new advancements coming in. So will link building still be this prominent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand the question. I think so, because Google has to change its core, basically. Um, you know, back yeah. those days when Google just launched uh, its crawler, it was just looking at, you know, moving from one to another website and basically counting yeah. those things. And the core principle is still the same. And I don't think they are capable of yeah. rewriting it, honestly. It's just, you know, there are so many additional elements that they added there. Yeah, for sure, it becomes more and mm. more intelligent in terms of connecting the dots, understanding some patterns. So you have to be very careful. Whenever you feel that mm. um, on a, on a, you know, you, I don't really know, I have some technical background. So I look at this in the following way. Whenever I feel that I can create easily a script that will be just, you know, connecting all the parameters and then giving a result, then it's a pattern basically. So you have to avoid this. It shouldn't be mm -hmm. algorithmically predictable, I would say. And then you are safe. Yeah. Um, but most probably, uh, <clears throat> whenever you do link building inside your company, right? Like in-house. That, that, that is, you know, it's quite hard to make it, um, you know, very forceful. Just because normally... Uh, what you do, you connect with different brands, building a relationship with them, and then eventually asking for a link. So for sure, yeah. as an agency, we can't really do that. But that is, you know, the natural way of building links, right? And whenever you yeah. follow these principles, right, nothing bad would happen with you. But I know that we as marketers, we love scaling things up, right? Um, instead of building a really solid strategy one like you know let's put 100 links on this page and let's see what's going on yeah i know yeah. i know that we have that kind of you know desire right to kind of you know to bootstrap everything and that is our biggest problem that is the reason why google understands us so well and can you know sometimes predicts what we are going to do next and punish yeah, our website Google AI would be like, you humans are so predictable. You do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> it's just because one more time, we are as marketers too impatient. We can't really granularly build that. We, we kind of want to, you know, whenever we find a working strategy, right? So I have a really good example uh, from LinkedIn. Someone found that whenever you send a connection and writing in a, in a message, like, you know, we have something in common. People are reacting hmm. better on this. 
And then someone, you know, launched, you know, different courses, started to talk about this, teaching other people. And now I receive around from 10 to 20 connections that are saying the same. Alexander, we have something in common, like, I don't know, like, digital marketing. So please add me. And then I have like, you know, 20 of those messages in a row. Right. And this well, is quite, you know, quite a nature. Fishy. Right? That's something... like, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was amazing. Alexandra. I mean, this was a very fun conversation. And uh, I think we all got to learn, me and Nilesh got to learn a lot today from you. So before I let you go, could you tell us a bit more about Digital Olympus and what makes your link building agency unique from the rest? <laughs> oh, very good question. I think, you know, we have a few things that um, must probably differentiate us a little bit from other agencies. Uh, so I would say the quality of link that we can deliver. So for instance, right now we decided to focus more on the B2B verticals where we are capable of delivering mm -hmm. links strictly from services cloud solutions. And um, mm -hmm. most probably compared to other agencies, we are also very good when it comes to scaling just because we are capable of finding, um, you know, from 20 to 30 new websites, not talking about that we've already built relationship with around 2000 websites. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of opportunities and um, also we can predict results. Since, um, you know, mm -hmm. we've already established some, some relationships, we can use those connections in order to deliver links, which means um, we can easily, you know, close our clients' budgets or, you know, the number of links that they want to see in a particular month. So we don't really have, you know, we don't really need to tell our clients, look, uh, you can start working with us from the 1st of December, for instance, but results, you know, the first things you will see in the next three months. No, it's not like that. Whenever we have a new client, we just start delivering results straight away. And I think that is very important for, for a lot of businesses because they want to invest money into something that is going, you know, to start working as soon as possible. And, yeah. you know, normally, right, we, you know, our clients, one of them, the ones that have the right content, right? And everything is fine with their sites as well. They start seeing results on the short month. So we, you know, we normally, yeah, have calls somewhere on the short months of our engagement just to see how it goes, where they're happy with everything and so on. And, mm -hmm. you know, one more time, I think like, you know, scalability, predictability, and most probably the quality of website that is you know three main things that we cover that's amazing thank you so much alexandra and we have a lot of our own clients at bishop a lot of our listeners and viewers are startups so if anybody's looking for a good link building agency digital olympus is the one for you yeah thank you very much guys thank you for having me and uh, we learned a lot a from nice you alexandra <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This. That was a great chat. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Thank you.